This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. Wild rice is in decline, so some members of the Lac de Flambeau Ojibwe in Wisconsin are turning toward another traditional crop for sustenance, flint corn. WXPR's Aaron Gottsacker visited the Golden Eagle Farm, where a community corn garden is in the works. Flint corn, also known as calico corn or Indian corn, has multicolored kernels of deep purple, red, and gold. It's the type of corn cultivated by American Indian people hundreds of years ago to make hominy. In Lac de Flambeau, the Ojibwe tribe used flint corn to supplement a diet of wild rice and venison. If you went back 150, 200 years, um, our people didn't have pantries, but they had birch bark baskets. And in these birch bark baskets, in their food caches, there was both corn and wild rice. Greg Johnson is a Lac de Flambeau tribal member, cultural teacher, and artist. He says few tribal members still grow flint corn and make their own hominy, but with climate change disrupting wild rice growth, he's trying to bring the staple back. Wild rice is in decline, and so I just thought back, you know, like back to the beginning, you know, what did our people do? This is probably what they would have done. They would have done the same thing. They would have had a, a garden that was just for everybody, everybody to share a part of. And so uh, that's all we're trying to do. We're not trying to sell it. We're not trying to do anything other than provide food for our families and, and you know, maybe in, in some sense replace that wild rice that's been sustaining us forever. Johnson and a dozen tribal members planted more than 40 rows of flint corn at the tribe's Golden Eagle Farm. When the corn is harvested in the fall, it'll be braided and hung up over the winter, then boiled with maple ash in the spring to enrich the corn and turn it into hominy. It's a practice that dates back centuries, but one Johnson hopes can help tribal members deal with the more recent challenge of climate change. I'm Erin Gottsacker in Lac de Flambeau. Native cast of the new television series Dark Wind say the show is providing an opportunity to showcase more Native talent both on camera and behind the scenes. The drama follows tribal police on Navajo land in the 1970s based on books by the late non-Native author Tony Hillerman. Zon McLarnon, lead actor, says Native people adapted this latest TV version of Hillerman's work from a Native lens, controlling the narrative. We put together quite a team of Native writers, um, Native producers, Native directors, and Native crew uh, and Native consultants. So we were kind of telling Tony Hillerman's stories through a different perspective. I think it's a great step towards Seeing natives uh, in their experience uh, as as normal, uh, allowing the public and the the, uh, the audiences to to, uh, to to see that native culture is American culture. It is American history. Fellow actor Jessica Madden agrees and points to Reservation Dogs and Rutherford Falls as other productions with native representation. We've kicked down the door, so now I feel that there's inevitably this responsibility to make sure those doors stay open, that this isn't just a trend in a moment in time, but that we actually, through the exposure that we're getting now, we're able to humanize Native people in a, in a global way. You know, we still are a very small population in comparison to a lot of other cultures who get more exposure, um, whether that's in cinema or television or, you know, in any other The show had two Navajo cultural consultants used a native-owned studio and filmed on Pueblo lands in New Mexico. The series premieres on AMC June 12th. I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by the American Indian Higher Education Consortium, working to ensure tribal colleges and universities are included in our higher education system. Information on 37 tribal colleges and universities at AIHEC.org. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.